webmasterradio.fm. It's the uh, 19th of October, 2017, and this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing wasn't able to join us today. He's traveling back from the Merge Conference in, uh, in uh, Florida. Joining us instead, as always, is, uh, is our friend Christine. Hello. Uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And um, friends, this is going to be, a uh, at least for the first bit, a uh, muted and sad webcology. We have um, a one of the fathers of the industry, Eric Ward, Link Moses, um, one of the true pioneers of SEO and the, the, the best practices of link building, passed away suddenly yesterday. He was age 58. A lot of people who have a, a lot of things to say about Eric. Um, he was a graduate of the University of Tennessee, set up his first internet business 25 years ago. And uh, I mean, check this out. Check out the, the, the career, the talent that Eric had on a 14 4 modem in his kitchen table. He did the very first link campaign, link building campaign for Amazon.com. This is back in the 90s, again, with a 14.4 modem. He went on to develop a business that uh, had clients including PBS, Disney.com, NBC Sports, the U.S. Olympic Committee, National Geographic, and hundreds and hundreds of others. He was a massive influence on the industry. Um, he was, uh, he's known as Link Moses. I honestly don't remember where, uh, where that nickname came from, but he was again known as Link Moses by, uh, by pe people in the early days of the industry. I think, uh, a, a lot of people have a lot of things to, to have said about, to say about Eric. There's a, Shock went through the industry last night and then early this morning as, as, as news of his death emerged. I'd like to read some of the notes that were have been put up on the uh, condolence site at, um, incidentally, Highland, HighlandMemorialKnoxville.com. One from, uh, from Sergey in Miami Beach, Florida reads, I'm so very truly sorry to hear about the passing of Eric Ward. My sincerest condolences to his family and friends. My heart goes out to all of you. Our beloved Link Moses will be missed by the community. Shahid in Berlin wrote, having known Eric since July 25th, 2007, he truly shaped me in my learning in the SEO industry. His thought leadership and consistency was something I always admired. A true gentleman who will be sincerely missed. Thank you, Eric, for everything. May you rest in peace, and may the doors of heaven be open to you. Much love. Shahid, um, again, from, from Berlin. Sir Dixon Jones, so sorry to see you go, Eric. You were, you are, one of the creators of an entire industry, and you'll be solely missed. Thank you for your part. Again, that's Sir Dixon Jones from uh, the United Kingdom. SEO, host of SEO 101, Ross Dunn. Eric was a true gentleman in our industry, and I learned a great deal from his example and guidance. 
he will be sorely missed. My condolences to his family. And lastly, one from uh, from Mark Knowles uh, in Bend, Oregon, another of the original original SEOs. Eric's willingness to help others was only exceeded by his love for his family. He was such a kind gentleman with a huge heart. Eric will be remembered fondly. He was trustworthy, principled, and always left me with a smile on my face. You'll be dearly missed, Link Moses. Again, that was the words of, uh, of Mark Knowles from, uh, from Bend, Oregon. So, again, it was a huge shock in the industry. Um, the, uh, the family has asked, um, and though the, 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 the cause of death hasn't been, uh, hasn't been released, but the family has asked in lieu of flowers, donations may be made to the Tennessee suicide prevention network, either online or sent to their office at 446 Metroplex Drive, Suite A-224, Nashville, Tennessee. That's, uh, that was very heavy news, eh, Christine? Yeah, very much and very unexpected. Yeah. 58, I remember Eric from the, from the early days. Um, you know, go to a conference, there's, uh, a loud, raucous laughter from the from the gaggle of people over there in the corner, and you could always bet that Eric was in the middle of that 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 or was that loud, raucous laughter. He was an intensely quiet and private person too. Um, it's uh, yeah, just so much emotion bound up in. Uh, in thinking about thinking about this man, so Eric died uh, three days ago on uh, on Monday on October sixteenth, and uh, again he was uh, fifty eight years old. So Eric Ward, thanks for um, the education and the memories and the. Uh, Gracious, graciousness, and your kindness. You, um, well, you literally changed the world. It was another death that I uh, have to talk about today. It's um, uh, not as impactful across the industry as, as Eric Ward's, but for... Um, for Canadian search marketers, Canadians in general, 100% of Canadians, and you know, at least if my uh, Facebook feed is to be, is any indication, um, a lot of a lot of Americans knew and loved uh, another person who passed this week. Um, Canadian poet and storyteller, uh, singer and rock star, Gord Downey, lead singer of the Tragically Hip. Um, to describe the impact that Gord and uh, and the band, which which became known as Canada's House Band, had on people from my country, you would probably have to have grown up here. But it would be akin to the passing of Elvis or John Lennon 
or Bob Marley for uh, for our parents or older siblings' generations. Um, yeah, inter well, it's uh, Canadians are known to be a quiet and you know somewhat neurotic people, but the last uh, twenty years or so, I say we've been incredibly confident, and that confidence comes from from finally being able to know how to tell our own stories, how to talk about ourselves as a growing experiment. You know, we're no longer a uh, colonial child or a stepchild of a much larger, uh, a much larger neighbor. And much of that pride, much of that confidence, much of that vision can be traced back to, uh, to Gord Downey, a guy who actually was able to tell Canadians their own stories and um, give us uh, a universal sense of uh, who we are in this in this crazy planet beside our crazy neighbors, the much larger neighbors, the Americans. Um, 30 years of constant contribution made him one of the best beloved best friends most Canadians had never met, but we loved him because we knew him, and we knew him because more than any other performer or artist, George Downey knew us. So on behalf of, like, literally 100% of Canadians, um, rest in peace, Gord. Thank you for everything. Okay. That brings us um, to... We got maybe three or four minutes before we got to go to break. When we come back from break, friends, we are bringing in Ian Lurie. Ian is the founder and uh, former owner of Portent Interactive. We're going to want to talk to him about that. But more importantly, Ian has been doing presentations and most recently made a, a slide share show that demonstrates, well, it's a handy step-by-step -step guide for taking down some of the most vile content uh, found on the web. And uh, Ian's going to be coming on Webcology to join us after first break. Um, Christine, we got a couple of minutes before we uh, before we have to go to break. Is there uh, is there any story that 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 stepped out this week and uh, and uh, really stood out at you? In general, or just uh... well, yeah, something in the SEO world? Something we want. This is supposed to be like a technical show, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one is that Tom uh, uh, Mueller said they're no longer going to crawl the escaped fragment solution to Ajax. I mean, Angular. Okay, why? Uh, they had deprecated it a couple years ago, and apparently they're going to end support for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you when you end support for something for a technology that a lot of people are using, you kind of I mean, what do we just leave it hanging? Do you, do you introduce something new? Uh, I haven't gotten an answer on that yet because <laughs> we know for a fact on a site that I'm working on that that Angular without a pre-render doesn't do well. So I don't know. There's a misconception right now. Are they saying that they don't need the pre-render anymore? Or are they just talking about that particular method? So I haven't gotten an answer yet uh, from John on that. I suspect they're they're talking about a particular method because I mean, like seriously, how many how many websites do you reckon are, are um, impacted? I'm not sure. Angular um, 
like someone got on my case for saying don't use Angular, but the other day in a on a message chat, um, but don't use Angular. <laughs> Angular is not made for web regular website development. It's not that you can't use it, but it has a lot of inherent issues that other methods and frameworks don't have. So if you're not doing a single page application, which is what it was developed for, it's really not good for website development, especially with SEO. Not that you can't make it good with SEO, but there's so many workarounds and they change frequently. So I don't mm -hmm. know that a lot of companies have stuck with it. I know that there was like an upswing of people using it, but I, I believe that a lot of those have moved off that platform. Um, I, I have expected to see uh, Google come out with a claim saying, uh, well, we're, this is only going to affect 5% of all websites that are indexed. You when mean you think that, of the, that there's over a billion websites in their index. That's, <laughs> um, you know. mean like they're going to tell us something? I thought they stopped doing that. <laughs> well, indeed. I mean, like uh, John Mueller told us the other day something about 2007 values for page rank on internal, on internal pages. Um, well, John should come with a disclaimer. He's a very nice guy. He's helped me on some serious issues. We had a site that got attacked uh, with a negative SEO kind of thing. Um, Funny you should but, say that. <laughs> exactly. But his, uh, but his view is an engineer, not an SEO. So he gives out a lot of advice that, as an engineer, is absolutely correct. As an SEO, is, is not. So. Um, yeah, and it's, it's hard. I mean, this is just something I, I think a lot of new SEOs, people who are newer in the game, really, how to say this, this is, it's hard to wrap your head around this, but I don't know if you'll agree with me on this or not, given the way I'm going to phrase it, but there's very rarely a absolutely 100% correct answer in SEO. No, exactly. That's really true. That's 100% um, right, Jim. <laughs> as long as you're getting the, the traffic, then the solution is often very personalized to what you feel works best. You know? Well, not just what you feel works best. Every website is slightly different. Um, you could have you could have two WordPress websites built with exactly the uh, same, same template, and these two sites are going to have different uh, peculiarities. It always True. happens that way. Eh? Yeah, and even the same site will have peculiarities. I have a a site that has a manual action on one page for structured markup, but and the whole and there's nothing wrong, right? It's exactly <laughs> you've done exactly the same as everyone else. Exactly, right? and the, the and the page structured markup is is uh is used the same on the entire site. So why one page? I don't, you know. So uh, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 try to get an answer for that, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we are. Um, it's twenty minutes after the beginning of the show, so it's a good time to take a break. We are going to be coming back with Ian Lurie um, from Portent Interactive. Now, before we come back, I want to uh, I want to pull a bit of an M&M here, and I'm not going to try to rap because I can barely I can barely rhyme my own name. <laughs> but um, if you if you think that being all white is all white, you probably don't want to listen to the rest of the show, and you know we probably don't want you listening to the rest of the episodes. So um, you know you'll be you'll be just as fine leaving, and we'll be just as fine having you go. Um, but if you want to get serious about protecting democracy and about uh, removing some of the most vile content from Google search engine rankings, 
you're going to want to stick around because Ian is going to give us a step-by-step guide on how to remove hate sites from Google SERPs. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Lurie coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Okay, hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 19th of October, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And Dave Davies would be here, except he's busy at 35,000 feet, flying his way back to Victoria from the Merge Conference in Miami, Florida. So we have Christine sitting in. Um, 
Christine, thank you so much for, for sitting in for Dave. Um, thank you for having me. Well, it's especially good to have you here today because of, 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 of all the, of, you know, all the people in the SEO community, you um, have been one of the uh, very active leaders of, for want of a better word, the resistance online. And uh, this is a fraught political time. <laughs> um, no time in my living memory has uh, American or Western politics been so badly infected by misinformation, by potential violence, and outright hate. We live in a time where... In American politics, people are debating, actually debating, the merits of opposing fascism. <laughs> like, it isn't just a reflexive instinct, as it should be, as it was for my generation and my our, our, our parents' generations. People are actually, you know, we have a white supremacist in the White House, backed by white supremacists. Um, the chief uh, media outlet for the white supremacist administration is Breitbart.com, a white supremacist magazine. Um, until very recently, the uh, uh, the uh, uh, editor, chief editor of Breitbart.com, was a lead advisor in the White House. And we have hate raising its ugly head: anti-Semitism, misogyny, uh, Islamophobia. We have hate raising its ugly head on uh, on the internet, on the on the web, and recently, people found in Google search results the most vile anti-Semitic content, and that really pissed off our guest. Our guest has been an SEO for as long as I can remember, which um, his uh, his bio says uh, 1995, but I think he was an SEO back in the 70s myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ian Lurie, uh, founder and former owner of Portent Interactive, um, a uh, internet marketing agency in the greater Seattle area, uh, has been doing presentations and recently posted uh, to the web a 114-slide deck called Silence the Stupid, Handling, hate, handling um, Online Hate Sites with Search Foo. Ian, thank you for doing that, and welcome to Webcology. Thanks, Jim, and thanks for inviting me. Um, well, this is uh, to me, this is really important because um, more than almost anything, I hate Nazis. Like, I have a visceral, I can't explain the depths of, I, I, I don't hate anything in the world except Nazis. I hate them. And uh, watching the rise of the um so I, I, I don't even want to call them the right wing because I, I i respect a lot of right wing voices um yeah exactly um these people are terrifying to me um and uh you're trying you're trying to help people you can't take the website themselves down but you can help take them out of the out of search results is, is, is that correct would that that'd yeah. be a good way to phrase it yeah, no, that's right. And 
the sites that particularly bother me and what particularly bothers me about what's going on right now is this kind of couching of all this in in terms that some people would say are quote reasonable unquote and those are the sites that we have to push out of the SERPs because search engines and and other resources get caught up in the debate of oh you know well they're not being unreasonable about it and I'm like how can you be reasonable about this there is no reasonable Uh, so anyway that's what got me started on this well in in your mind what constitutes a hate site um, any site that espouses views that put forward an agenda at the expense of an entire group um, is pretty much a hate site. Now, obviously, there's tons of exceptions, and lots of people will come in and say, well, reasonably, what about criminals? What about a- anybody with common sense knows exactly what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's, it's any site that espouses a viewpoint where one group is less capable, competent, or, you know, worthy than another, or puts forward the idea that an entire ethnicity or gender uh, is, for some reason, just no longer has a right, uh, no longer has access to the same rights or should no longer have access to the same rights in a society as the majority. Um, That's, you know, that to me is the absolute definition of a hate site. Nazis are one example. Um, People who run Holocaust denier sites, which are in some ways even dumber than the Nazis, because the Nazis don't deny the Holocaust, but the deniers do. Um, you know, sites like site, and this will get me in trouble, but sites like Breitbart that make thinly veiled statements about women and minorities and everyone else. You know, to me, that that kind of counts as a hate site. I mean, they certainly some of their content goes right over the edge. Okay, what gave you the idea that you should? Um, get out and teach others how to, um, I guess, get these sites removed from uh, Google SERPs, Google search results. But it really started with Jew Watch, which was number one or number two for the word Jew for a long time. And you know, Google was that, saying... Just to jump in, Jew Watch is a virently, virulently anti-Semitic website. Yes. And it's, it's a vile place. Yes, and it, it focuses heavily on the, quote, worldwide uh, Zionist conspiracy, unquote, which um, I wish there was one, because I would probably have a much nicer car. Uh, hey, but anyway. Was, wasn't that the, the, the articles, like the, the articles of the, the, the elders of Zion, wasn't that the original Russian trolling? Yeah. Yeah, kind of was. Kind of was, yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's all about the Zionist uh, Zionist conspiracy to take over the world and why you should literally keep an eye on Jews. What you know, Jew watch. Um, you know, talks about how Jews power communism and run the government and run Hollywood and run media, um, and then goes very you know in in great detail into the entire you know supposed conspiracy and how it all works. Um, it never comes out and says it, but it is very clearly saying, you know, look out for the Jews wherever you have a chance. Make sure that you stop their agenda, whatever that agenda might be. Yeah, so, so you saw that this was coming up on um, number one and number two for under the keyword Jew on uh, on Google. I remember when um, Search Engine Roundtable covered this. I think Search Engine Land uh, covered this as well. So this is like this is as recently as six months ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, they had pretty high rankings. You know, they were top ten uh, six months ago. You know, before then, they were literally number one. And I looked at that and just thought, well, if Google can't do anything about this, there are certainly ways that we as SEOs 
can make sure that they don't rank. Um, oh, okay, I guess that uh, there's the open door. Yeah. How do we do yeah. it? So there's a few things. First of all, when a site is a true hate site, tends to gather lots of links, um, what I call uh, accidental boosters, people who are very much on the correct side of this, uh, and I should point out those include right-wing sites, um, who link to it and say, this is outrageous. And of course, we know that those are votes, and we're basically helping that site rank. So the first thing we did was find all the linking pages, uh, find all the ones that clearly were not in agreement. Um, I recruited a bunch of people to help me. I gave them a script, and then they got in touch with all the owners of these sites. Um, and those owners then started to take the links down. How, how did you track down those sites? Um, I just used Majestic and Open Site Explorer uh, oh, and just okay. found the linking sites, yeah. And then I went and used um, either Whois or went to the sites themselves uh, and asked folks to you know, use the contact form, whatever made the most sense to get in, in touch with the folks who run the sites. That was part of why I recruited a lot of help. <laughs> How how were people when they heard when you know you, you, you're explaining to them one of the one of the basics of SEO that a link from point A to point B is a is basically a vote in the credibility of the content at point B. How did people react when you, when you told them that they were, you know, actually helping the Nazis out or helping the bad guys out? They were horrified, um, and I felt kind of bad, but they were absolutely horrified. I mean, almost to a person. There was maybe two sites uh, where people said, you know, I'm going to stay out of it. i got to leave that link up. I can't be taking links down. But for the most part, they were just absolutely horrified. Okay. So what do you figure? Um, above 90% uh, removal rate? Uh, at least. I, th I think there were two sites that didn't take the links down. So... What kind of effect does that, just that, that alone, what kind of effect does that have? Um, it's hard to say for sure because we did all the other things at the same time. Oh, again, yeah, uh, session, sure. Yeah, but they, but they started to drop almost immediately. Um, they fell from number one or two to number four within about two or three weeks of us doing this. You know, Jewwatch is a particularly glaring example because it's one site that gets so many links that if you can remove you know, 100, 200 links from really strong domains like, say, Harvard, um, you can, <laughs> you know, you, you can get a lot of stuff. <laughs> Are you there. right? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, that link, unfortunately, is back. Um, but for a while, the Harvard, the Harvard Law Review, I think, had a link to them, uh, and we contacted them and got them to take it down. Most of them were smaller sites, but... Hmm, there's an Obama joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to make there it. There is. Yeah, no, no, let's um, not. <laughs> okay, so so you've got a number of websites, uh, including some uh, some high EDUs to uh, mm -hmm. to take the links out. What's the next step? So the next step is to tear apart their legitimate unquote link network. And the first thing we do there is go and look and see if there's any you know inappropriate linking going on, any manipulations of the terms of service for Google. And in this case, you know, we looked through, we went by IP address uh, and looked at linking sites and found that 264 of their linking domain domains were all on the same IP address. Uh, so then, you know, I recruited people and we all went to Google and filed uh, paid link reports um, and, you know, kind of got them torn down that way. Uh, I have no idea if that did anything, right? There's no, in fact, sorry. 
Well, I, I meant to ask, why would this be a, a negative signal to Google? You have a X number of links all coming from the same IP. What what would be tripped at Google if they were aware of that? Um, it's a pretty blatant link building scheme where they went and purchased the links, particularly in this case, because the sites on which they had the links were things, and I'm just pulling up my notes here, were things like adpage.net, adpages.com, uh, advertisewebpage.net. Uh, there was a badminton site in there somewhere. Um, oh, yeah, basketball, badminton, boxing, curling. Um, see, you Canadians are still involved here somewhere. <laughs> Gee, um, curling, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cricket. I mean, so all these sites, right, are linking back to them, and they are all on the same IP address. And if you looked at them all, they are all owned by the same company. Uh, and the company is something like, you know, website boost or global linking boost.com or something like that. So it was, it was pretty blatant. Uh, and, and, you know, you know that Google does not like when you go out and purchase links. Uh, in this case, it was really easy to see that this was a link purchase scheme. Okay. So there's another fairly significant swath of links removed from their, from their profile. Hopefully, yeah. Can't be sure. But again, you can't be sure of any of this, right? So, yeah, but, but, I mean, you, I'm sure you've gone back and checked with uh, checked with Majestic yes. later. Yeah. Um, has, yeah did Google take action on these complaints? Um, it looks like it just because the of the timing, right? I mean, Jewwatch started to fall in the rankings, fell even more in that time period. Now, since then, Google has completely removed Jewwatch and sites like it. They're all down on page five or six. That, that's clearly an artificial... Um, that was something that Google did on their own. Uh, but I'd like to think that some of that is because we were pointing out so actively all the things wrong with these sites. We, we basically gave Google an excuse when they clearly wanted one. Oh, um, no, indeed. The, 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 I don't yeah. think there's a coincidence there. Like uh, no, I, I, a yeah. whole bunch of heat and attention happening around these URLs and a bunch of complaints um, and a number of independent people saying, hey, there's clearly a problem here. Yeah, I don't think that could be called a coincidence. No, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I'd like to give myself credit for this one. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, okay, so you, 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 you checked, you, you found the number of um, links from the same IP, and uh, that's clearly a link buying scheme. Was there another step after that? Yes. Yeah, so the next thing is we looked at the sites that were linking to them and looked at their link profiles, and if we found similar things there, then we went and reported those sites as well. And in this case, it was, it was a whole bunch of sites like, um, let's see here. Good news about God.com, uh, which you know sounds really innocent, but really wasn't. And they were getting links from the same sites that Jewwatch was getting. Uh, mm -hmm. So as soon as we saw that, we went and reported them as well, um, and just kind of kept working our way up the chain uh, or down the down the chain, I guess, um, and just kept reporting things. Uh, the and then the last thing we did is went out and went to look at some of the competing sites, the legitimate sites, and tried to find ways to get links for them. Uh, that honestly did not go as well because it's much more complex. But the, the dismantling of link profiles was really the thing that worked the best, I think. Okay, now, at the end of it all, what kind of impact would you estimate that you had? Well, Jewwatch fell to number five uh, and, and then fell off of the above-the-fold content on mm -hmm. Google. Um, within about, I don't know, eight to 10 weeks of this whole thing starting. Uh, and then it was uh, you know, about a year and a half later that they just were removed altogether. Uh, but we, uh, I can say pretty safely, we definitely helped push them out of that number one, number two spot and down to number five or lower. Um, I'm willing to bet there are other people doing similar things. 
Uh, but that kind of activity definitely helped. Well, that was actually my next question. You had, you, what would you estimate? You had maybe, what, 15, 20 people working on your team? Yeah. Uh, and some of these weren't even people I knew. It was just me reaching out, you know, through friends and relatives. So what do you think would happen if you had, um, say, 100 people or 200 people in the same sort of concentrated effort? Uh, I think we could just absolutely, you know, tear sites like this limb from limb. I don't think there'd be anything uh, anything they could do about it. Well, it just so happens that we have a number of very passionate listeners. Um, yeah. yeah. We're going to – okay. I, can we get you to stick around for a few more minutes? Yes. Um, studio wants us to take a break. We want to take a break because I want to hatch a plan, but i got to have some peace and quiet to do that. And in the meantime, friends, you get to listen to some commercials here on Webmaster Radio. So on behalf of Christine, who's uh, joining us for Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing – this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. It's the 19th of October, 2017. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to Webmasterradio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for webmasterradio.fm. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Start your search engine and send your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. off now back to webcology only on webmasterradio.fm here are the hosts jim hedger and dave davies hey everyone welcome back to webcology here on webmasterradio.fm it is the 19th of october 2017 and uh we have uh, we have ian Lurie, who i've been introducing as the former owner of port interactive and i i think we should probably clear up that former owner bit so uh so people don't think that um you know ian's unemployed or anything um you you you, you <laughs> lost porton in a poker game is that correct yeah it, it was a bummer especially because i've never played poker in my life so i don't know what and i was even thinking, worse but... it was fishkin it was fishkin yeah. too wasn't it yeah Damn yeah it... no you sold porton interactive recently yes. which uh 
I've, I have, I think I got, I said this to you on Facebook, but it's wonderful to be able to say this to you in person. Dude, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's really exciting. So what does it mean to, uh, the, 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 the Port Interactive is uh, 1995, and you've yeah. been developing this company for like 22 years, and um, what does it mean to sell it? Um, it was a good change in my job role. Uh, I think is a good way to describe it. I mean, I, obviously, you know, when you sell, you make some money, uh, but I, I, I can't buy a yacht. So I am still running the Portent office, you know, whatever you want to call it, Portent, a clear link company. Um, we are still an agency with the same team and we are helping uh, our parent company, Clearlink, build an agency function in their marketing company. Uh, so, you know, my role is very much now teaching, speaking, um, doing slide decks and writing. You know, those are the things that I really do. Uh, so and you, you, sorry, you really got you really got out with the with the best of all worlds. Um, you, you have the the kind of exit strategy. I think many of us who started our own agencies wanted because um, your team is still intact. Mm -hmm. Your mission's still intact. You didn't have to go through that terrible letting people go just to just exactly. to, make the, uh, to make the merge or to make the sale happen. Um, and you're still doing what you love. Yeah, I mean, we were acquired for our talent, and I had always resisted being acquired because I I could not preside over a bloodbath um, just to be acquired. So this was really perfect, and I got to give credit to to my team and to Clearlink big time for for doing this this way uh, and letting us keep doing our thing. So I, I want to get back to, um, to the slideshare uh, presentation. Yeah. I know there's, there's still quite a bit more to go through, but uh, just one quick question. Um, does it feel weird to not be the big boss anymore? Um, I'm still, I'm still kind of more the big boss than maybe I want to be. Uh, no, that's not right. Um, I'm still, you know, <laughs> Uh, it, it feels kind of good. You know, you have the same job for 22 years, um, mm -hmm. having someone to report to, having someone giving you guidance, who also, by the way, you know, very much respects my opinion, obviously, and is pretty much giving me free reign. Um, it's it's really good. You know, I, I've never worked. This was my first job. So having a bigger, you know, being part of a bigger company, learning how to do things uh, in that environment, doing the kinds of things that will get us in the door at, at you know, Fortune 500 type companies. Um, that's all really exciting for me. Uh, it's so far, you know, I'm not someone known for working and playing well with others, but this is a pretty easy one. You know, I've, I've, I just got to say, it's weird that as, as you were talking, I was just thinking so many people our age and, uh, and younger don't have the opportunity to develop a, uh, a real honest to goodness, long-term career. And, uh, it's, uh, we may be among the last, sectors to really enjoy that 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 kind of luxury yeah yeah well, and we're such a new industry i mean yeah i started in 95 but think about it our whole industry is 25 years old right yeah, i mean that's um, when it all started so would you would you be able to break into uh to digital marketing or the seo industry today with the with the skills and education you had back in uh in 95 well, I was a history major with a law degree, so if I could break in then, I can certainly break in now. I don't think that would really be a problem. Um, you got to be I, a good writer and a good learner. So, yeah, I'm not so sure I'd be able to break in. See, I'm a I'm a street <laughs> counselor by trade. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just happen to be a good writer. <laughs> um, 
okay, we've got um, about seven or eight minutes left, so we should we should jump back to the back to the presentation because I know there's yes. a lot more to go through still. Um, you said that earlier in the uh, in the presentation, you said something I found. I I, I I get the gist of what you were saying, although I still find it curious because mostly because I have this serious hate on for Nazis. But you said that deniers are in some ways more frightening to you than Nazis because at least Nazis are upfront about who they are. The deniers, on the other yeah. hand, you know, they're 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 a little more clever and subtle, trying to get this message of hate through. Yeah. What uh? What do you say, denier? What do you mean by them? By that? By a denier? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone who denies that the Holocaust occurred or that it occurred is that it was as bad as, um, as bad as as history shows. Uh, it's they're an example of the folks who chip away at decency and humanity one little idea at a time, as opposed to running a huge site like Jewwatch. They're much more difficult targets because. They're running smaller things. They're posting one thing on Facebook, right? We, we're all hearing about that. Um, and deniers are this really dispersed group um, of much quieter kind of fact by fact, uh, well, deniers of a thing. Um, and it's similar to the, the folks on Facebook who, you know, fact by fact, item by item, uh, put forth an agenda that I would consider hate speech. So it's much so more dangerous, in my opinion. How do how do you handle um, something that's not as uh, big or visible a dragon? So for them, what we do is we pull off one scale at a time. If we're sticking with the dragon analogy, okay. uh, we, we go in and we find individual questions that people are asking. We buy exact match domains for those questions build very simple sites using a platform like Jekyll. So all you're doing is, is basically editing plain text and publishing. It's dirt cheap. The sites are super fast. Um, write consistently on each site uh, until we have you know, whatever we think a reasonable number amount of content is. Let it lie fallow for a while, see if it moves up, and then keep tweaking it to get it to push down the other sites. Um, so for example, we did Is the Holocaust Real? Uh, and, and put that live. And I probably wrote I don't know, 15 or 20 articles for it, I think. Um, and then let it kind of sit and see what happened. And it pushed you know, probably three or four of the really negative, uh, the, the more subtle denier sites off of page one um, and out of the, uh, off the, sorry, <laughs> um, off the above, out of the, uh, out of the fold, below the fold. On, uh, okay. On now for, for people who, who, uh, aren't familiar with uh, the most recent numbers. Um, if you go from above the fold where you're visible um, on, on the monitor when somebody uh, types in a query at Google to below the fold, depending on what your traffic is like, we're talking a decrease of maybe 50% or more. Yeah, at least, yeah. So that's a serious, that's a serious hit. Um, they're, say they had, just for the, just for the sake of numbers, they had, and I, I certainly hope they didn't have more, but I bet you they did. Say they had one thousand a month, you probably took them down to like four hundred to five hundred a month in, in in monthly visitors. Yeah. Again, sadly, they probably had exponentially more. Um, are you able to uh, to figure out how many visit visitors your targets have? Um, I was able to go on SEMrush and get some loose data. Now it's changed so much in the last 
uh, year or six months. Again, because Google has really, really slapped um, those sites. I mean, most of them are, are just gone uh, from the first two, three, even four pages uh, from of Google. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's not as easy to measure now. Um, at the time, you know, the, the Is the Holocaust Real sites, they were getting, you know, a few thousand visits probably a month, um, which is enough, you know. And the, I'm assuming those are uniques. It's hard to tell. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's a couple thousand people um, looking at this dreck and taking it, probably taking it seriously. And while I might not be able to change their minds, I at least don't want to give them more fuel and I don't want the folks that, and I'm getting a little emotional here, but I don't want the folks who write this crap to get any exposure that they don't, you know, I want to take away every last bit of exposure I can. Um, you know, if it's one site at a time, if it's one visitor at a time, I'm going to do that. Well, I'm pretty sure. Um, I've been doing, I've been doing the show for 10 years and I'm pretty sure I know my audience and, uh, I know our audience and I think there's, um, there's a few thousand people sitting at their desks or the kitchen tables or wherever they wherever they are, shaking their heads and going, "Yeah, I want to help. I want to do something. I want to be involved." Um, are you taking volunteers? I am always taking volunteers, and and I will tell you that um, we're going to move beyond Holocaust deniers and and anti-Semitism pretty soon. So, um, if you have other issues, I've already had a few people email me. Um, uh, Easiest way is to get in touch with me on Twitter, uh, which is uh, Portent Int, P-O-R-T-E-N-T-I-N-T, um, and I will get back to you right away. I will caution that there are some issues where we will not do this, um, and that's issues where it's just not, you know, not quite as clear uh, that someone is engaging in hate speech because I don't want to overuse these tactics because you know we we've, we only have so many arrows uh, in the quiver, and I don't want to I don't want to spend them all if uh, if we don't need to. Well, and I, I think we were pretty clear earlier in the show, and I just want to want to reiterate again: you're not targeting right wingers just for the sake of them no. being right wingers. Like you don't, no. you don't hate conservatives. No, in fact, that, that's a not, lot of. I'm oh, sorry. Um, no, a lot of conservatives have helped, uh, and you look at you know John McCain yesterday. By the way, had a quote that I'm going to inscribe in a history book someday if I can, and I can, I don't remember it all, but no, um, I would be happy for people of all political bent. To get involved and by definition the stuff we're going after should be something that any relatively mainstream human being should be able to get behind whether you're conservative liberal whatever okay um and again this is uh it's an important point because um i'm not an american i'm canadian and mm -hmm. we don't america has the first amendment uh the the, the sacred right of free speech um, Canada, we don't, we don't, we don't have such niceties. We're reading into good governance and such. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually constitutionally guaranteed we, that we will have good governance. Crazy talk. You guys, on the other hand, are all about free speech. So does that ever feel contradictory or weird? No, because at least in my philosophy, free speech, it, you, speech that, that puts forward implicitly or explicitly that you, um, that you do something horrible to other people. <laughs> uh, and that includes, by the way, denying an event where 12 million people died. Right. Uh, you know, 
that that is not protected speech. All right. And, and I understand the trust me, I went to law school. I understand the First Amendment, but there are exclusions. Um, I think someday that this will get in front of the Supreme Court and it will be carved out uh, as an exclusion. I, I again, this is going to get me in trouble. But um, the, the old rule has always been you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That That's not right. protected speech. I think this is this is basically yelling fire in a crowded theater. This is telling people Jews are bad. When people are marching along and saying, um, "You will, Jews will not replace me," um, that that should not be protected speech. Um, uh, I'm and, inclined to agree, even if I completely yeah. don't understand what the hell they were getting at there. Yeah, paranoid bastards. Um, um, I, I even even assuming that that is protected speech, so is my so is my right to do everything I can as an SEO to shove them out of the rankings. So it's almost a moot point rock on brother and i'm sorry we have to leave it there because we've actually gone over time um studios granted it's a couple extra minutes but we do have news coming right up behind us um ian lurie thank you uh first congratulations on the uh on the brilliant brilliant sale of uh of portent (laughs) thanks jim and uh thank you for this initiative it means a lot to me personally i think it means a lot to uh to our guests and it means a hell of a lot to people we're never gonna gonna know how do people get a hold of you on Twitter again? Uh, at PortentInt, P-O-R-T-E-N-T-I-N-T. Okay. Um, friends, get a hold of Ian. Get involved. Take down those hate sites. At least get them off. Get them off the first page of the SERPs. Go after the deniers. Go after their, their links, etc. And uh, we will build a better North America and a better world because a better world is possible. It's just a matter of wanting it bad enough. Friends, on behalf of Christine and I guess on behalf of Ian, you've been listening to what's up? This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to what called you on webmaster.fm <laughs> on the 19th of October 2017. Stick around the network. More great stuff coming up after the news, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of Got it. Thank you so much. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the